Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hey everybody, it's so great to have you here today. As the announcer said, I'm David Henry from LearnStageLighting.com and whether you're new to this today, whether you're just listening to this podcast when it first comes out or listening to it later, I just want to welcome you here. The Learn Stage Lighting Podcast, and this is the first episode, is is really here to educate you, to help you learn more about lighting and to be able to create the very best lighting for whatever type of lighting you work with, whether you're in a church, in a lighting a band, whether you're lighting for DJs, theater, or you know, whatever you're lighting for, this podcast is here to serve and help you. And in this episode, I just want to start from scratch. And you know, starting from scratch, starting from the very base level can be really useful. Whether you're a seasoned professional and you've been around lighting for a while, or whether you're brand new to this whole thing and you don't even know where to begin. I want to start from the start and I want to break down and deconstruct stage lighting so that we can all learn about it together. And And for those who are a little bit more of an expert or have been working with lighting for a while, you know, don't shy away from listening to this podcast because I'm um, in these early episodes because I think you can learn something too by breaking down lighting, thinking about it to its core fundamentals and Moving on from there. And so in this episode, I want to talk through what are the parts of a stage lighting system, okay? So we're just going to talk about the basics. We're going to talk about what do you need to make lighting work all together. And so the first thing that we need, and I know this is a shocker, is we need some lights, right? Guys, I'm going to kind of start with the lights and work backwards from there. And When I talk about lights, there's a variety of things that you could have, right? When we're working with stage lighting, these lights are generally going to be DMX controlled. A little more about that later. And they may be a conventional light that is a dimmable source that just outputs white light or color if you put a gel in front of it. It may be LED lights. These are really popular and also offer the ability to color change. It may be moving lights that are able to move, have patterns, as well as change intensity and change color. But whatever type of lights you have, these are the end point, right? This is what we're controlling when we're working with stage lighting. And this is what we use to move and shape the mood of of a space that we're in. And this is what gets me excited about lighting, is, is exactly that, just moving and shaping the room that we're in. And so once you have lights, there's a few other really critical, really important things you need to make it all work. You may say, okay, well, I've got lights. That's all I need, right? I, you know, I just set them into sound active mode and, you know, go play music, right? And while that's nice and while that can work, it leaves a lot to be lacked. And, and one of the things you'll know that I'm huge on here at Learning Stage Lighting is taking the time to invest a little bit more in the control side of things and in you um, in order to be able to make an incredible show with your lights that matches 
the mood that the band or the performer is is giving and helps amplify that into the room. And I'm so passionate about that. And I hope it comes across that way. And so once you've got your lights, we've, we've got to control them. And so we're going to need to use some cables. We're going to need some power cables to give those lights some power. That's really important. Got to plug them in to make them work. And we're going to need some data cable. And data cable is going to deliver the DMX data from our lighting controller to our lights. All right. From there, the next thing we're going to need is possibly some DMX devices. Now, we may need dimmers if we have conventional lighting. And these are DMX controlled device that allows you to dim the lights up and down instead of just having them on at full. You may need DMX splitters to make your wiring easier um, and to alleviate any problems you may run into. You may need DMX nodes to get DMX signal out of your console. And so the next step, as I just mentioned, is the console. So the console, it may be a variety of things in this modern day, okay? You know, because consoles used to just be simply put a hardware console with a bunch of faders you know it ran some kind of basic software and or maybe no software at all and you brought those faders up and down recorded basic scenes and you were good to go and while that option is still available there's so many other options available today and we'll be going over those in a later episode but just know that your console could be anything from you know a pc running some specialized dmx software it could be a hardware-based controller that's basic, like I just talked about. Or it could be a standalone console that's, you know, basically a computer with some specialized hardware that is going to allow you to control large amounts of lights. And then the last piece, the last piece of this lighting equation is you. So you can have the best lights in the world. You can have the best cables, DMX devices, and console in the world, but if you don't invest in you, and if you don't take the time to learn about lighting yourself, none of this really matters, okay? So when you're working with lighting, the biggest part of the equation, you know, the console is really the heart of the, of the lighting system. It controls everything, but who controls the console? Who comes up with the ideas of what the lights are going to do? Who tells the console what to do? That's you. And so the last and most important final piece, and I hope this isn't cheesy because it really isn't. This is the truth, that you are the biggest piece of your lighting system and the most important as the lighting technician, the lighting designer, the, the person who runs the lighting you are the most important piece and investing in you and spending time and spending your energy, your effort, your resources on growing yourself can often have a much bigger impact on your lighting than spending money on more lights, than spending money on a nicer console or extra features or whatnot. You know, the, the most simple console in the world put in the hands of a masterful lighting designer can create amazing work. Whereas on the other end, as I sort of mentioned before, you can have the best console in the world, but if you don't know how to use it or you don't know a lot about making good lighting, then you're not going to have very exciting lighting. You're not going to have lighting that really enhances the mood of whatever the performer on stage is doing. And so 
That is why I'm so passionate about lighting and about teaching lighting, and I really want to share that with you. So hop on. This is going to be a really exciting ride um, through these next basic episodes, through the first episodes of this podcast. We're going to be going through the most basic parts of lighting, and I really want to show you and I really want to tell you how to create, how to make how to manage really great lighting and help you as a person grow through it. And so um, this is about the end of this topic here. I'm going to hop in to the mailbag for a second, guys, answer a quick question or two, and then we're going to be off to the next episode. So thank you so much for listening, and let's dive in to the mailbag. Let's open up our mailbag. Here on the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast, the mailbag is the section where I talk back to you. That's right, I answer emails that come in via the contact form at learnstagelighting.com slash contact. You can get that link in the show notes as well. And I answer them here live on the show for you guys. If you'd like quicker answers or more personalized feedback, feel free to go to the show notes page and check out Learn Stage Lighting Labs, which is where we're able to work together through the power of the internet and work on your lighting personally. Now, Jeffrey writes in, he's our first question here, and he writes, should I go with a DMX controller software like Freestyler? And what are the benefits of that? Or should I go with a physical board for DJ lighting? All right, Jeffrey. So my answer is going to be maybe a little bit complex, but I don't want to confuse or overwhelm you. Um, and the answer is yes. <laughs> and so when you're shopping at the entry level, um, every day a PC-based console is going to be more powerful than a hardware-based console. You're not going to be able to get a hardware-based console at the entry level that is really powerful. But you can get a lot of software at the entry level that is really powerful. And in fact, I'm going to link in the show notes, that's learnstagelighting.com slash 001, and to a post that talks about choosing your first lighting console to an article in Learn Stage Lighting, um, and is going to help you weigh out some of those benefits. But I want to talk through it here quick. So the benefits of the software is... A lot of these software packages that you can buy are easier to program. They're more intuitive. They're more friendly because they're on a PC as opposed to on an, an inexpensive piece of hardware. But the downside is you don't get those buttons and faders at your disposal. And so the best of both worlds solution, which is what I recommend to a lot of people, is going with a piece of software, you know, for DJ lighting that may be Chave Show Express, it may be Intex D Pro, um, it may even be Martin's MPC, um, though that one's a little bit more complex than uh, most people would like to be at the entry level. And then you can take that and add onto that software an inexpensive MIDI controller, you know, for about $100 US or much less even. You can get a bunch of buttons and some faders via MIDI that you can then use inside of these software platforms to control your lighting. And so I really recommend the best of both worlds. Um, if you don't have budget you know, for the MIDI controller and you're like, hey, I just want to take the plunge into software at first, that's okay too. You can always add on some hardware later, You know, maybe just work off a touchscreen 
or use a tablet um, with a remote application to control your board. But I definitely recommend you know going with something more software based um, because it's going to be easier to program and give you more flexibility um, than an entry level console. But that's with the caveat of saying that I really do recommend getting some hardware with it too. And by the way, guys, um, I don't read these before I get them on the mailbox here. And so um, this is completely live. Let's hop on to our next question. All right. So Andrew writes in and says, hey, I'm just getting started with lighting. And uh, he was looking at the Gigabar 2 from Shave. Would it be better to build your own setup from scratch or or just buy the Gigbar 2s? Um, and so, Andrew, here is my answer. Um, obviously, from this email, you know, I don't know what kind of lighting you do. Um, I see in our system you you signed up for DJ lighting. And so that is helpful as well. So you may be doing DJ lighting. Um, and so the benefits, um, really, it can go either way. You know, you can get more flexibility if you build it yourself. You could probably get, you know, an extra light or two. Um and have the ability to get a little more control out of your console. But if you're just starting, I mean, it's it's really hard to beat the gig bar. Because, you know, the 4 bar or the gig bar from Chave, these are two kind of different versions of a similar thing. If you're not familiar with it, um, if people out in the audience aren't familiar. They are these bars with lights mounted on them. And then you just have to wire DMX to the whole bar and light and power to the whole bar. And then it works. So you've got four different fixtures on them, and you're able to control them all with only wiring one DMX cable to each bar and, and one power cable. So it can really save you a lot of time on setup and make it like super easy to set up. You know, on the Gig Bar 2, I just pulled it up here. You get two LED Derby fixtures, which are kind of a you know flashy thing for for. Um, DJ, you get two LED par lights, which is great. So you can, you know, focus maybe one on the dance floor, one on your DJ booth, and then you get a uh, laser, a little laser on the top there too for some some cool effects as well. And so, you know, it, it's really up to you. Like you could probably customize something and and get something that meets your needs a little more perfectly if you go with something besides the gig bar. But it's really hard to argue with having all four of those fixtures bundled in there you know one dmx cable one power cable comes with the tripod um it's an inexpensive tripod but if you break it you can buy a new one um that's nicer and you know it's 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 kind of hard to beat so um i'll leave that one up to you andrew but those are the pros and cons all right i'm going to answer one more question here guys and it is coming from keith here today so great to have you here keith um and he wrote in and said he has nine par 54s. Um, and so I'm guessing that's either par um, 56s or 64s. Um, and, uh, oh, okay, that looks like they're 56s, actually. And he says, you know, using laser pointer and his phone, he's determined the angle from his stage to be 25 degrees. Um, and they're about 16 feet away. Um, he's currently got 300 narrow lamps in them. And that means narrow spot. Yep, it does. And he's wondering if he should change the bulbs to medium or keep the narrow spots. Um, the problem is that the light blinds the presenter. So, Keith, there's a couple things going on here that I'm going to talk through to help you figure out what's going on. Switching from narrow to medium is going to do two things for you, Keith. 
it's going to spread the light out and it's going to make it less bright in each you know individual spot where someone's standing because it's spreading that same amount of light out over a wider area and so you know i don't know anything about your stage here obviously i can't see it like you can um you know if if they're covering the amount of area that you need and they're just too bright to someone then yeah you know just um dim it down really and that should be fine for you if they're if it's wide enough for what you need if it's not wide enough and you also want it to be a little less bright then yeah change to medium flood and then that's going to help you out now of course it, it sounds like i'm guessing you're probably at a church or something um by your description here and um you know the the tough thing is that this 25 degree angle um upwards is really what's killing you here okay so when you start you know the the best the average angle that we like to tell people to use is about 45 degrees um up and out for their front lighting okay you're at 25 degrees which means the light is lower it's a you know it's a lower angle it's not as steep and the the lower you get your angle meaning the closer visually that your light gets to the audience the more blinding the light is going to feel to the presenter on stage and then the more you're able to get that up the physical distance you're able to get between the audience and the light when you're standing on stage and you're looking out then it's going to feel less blinding to the presenter and so um, that's a really big deal. Um, and so I, I, I know I didn't give you, you know, a blanket answer because often in lighting, you know, it takes having somebody, you know, look in detail and, you know, maybe look at some pictures or maybe come out to your facility even and be able to, you know, give you the exact advice you need. But I hope this helps and I hope this gets you on your way. Don't forget to check out the show notes for today's episode at learnstagelighting.com slash zero zero one. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Learn Stage Lighting podcast. Be sure to visit us at learnstagelighting.com to see show notes, past episodes, and download a free guide on how to begin with lighting in your specific context. I'll see you guys on the site. Thanks. Thanks.